listening to Success Unwrapped with Heather Vale. Welcome to Success Unwrapped with Heather Vale, the weekly radio talk show where we unwrap and reveal the secrets that successful people use, and you can too. Available at successunwrappedradio.com. This podcast is sponsored by GoToMeeting at gotomeeting.com. These days, whether you're in business or simply want to share something with friends and family, email and voicemail sometimes just aren't enough. That's why you should try GoToMeeting, an online meeting solution that will revolutionize how you communicate with your business associates, family, and friends. GoToMeeting makes it easy to provide training and share information. All you need is a PC, an internet connection, and a phone. You invite people to meet you online. They see your computer screen on their monitor. And best of all, you can meet as long as you want, as often as you need, for one flat rate. Try it yourself for free for 45 days. No credit card is required. Just go to gotomeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and type in the promo code PODCAST. That's gotomeeting.com, Try It Free button, promo code PODCAST. Try GoToMeeting free today. My special guest this week is Michelle El Casto, a life coach, speaker, teacher, author, and owner of the personal development and coaching company Get Smart, which she founded in 1997. She has taught at numerous universities and is currently pursuing her doctorate in coaching. As a writer, speaker, and teacher, Michelle specializes in whole life issues such as relationships, communication, career development, stress management, and, of course, manifestation. Her mandate is to teach others to take control of their life destiny. Michelle, thank you so much for being here today. It's great to be here, Heather. Why is it, Michelle, that some people seem to have it all while others struggle to get by? I think it comes down to uh, our thoughts are really things, and the more that we get caught in that negative cycle of poor me or get stuck in the victim mode, the more we seem to attract more of the same. While others who either consciously or not knowing any better just think, well, of course everything's going to work out, then life seems to flow for them a lot easier. Some people, uh, I think a lot of people now are starting to have awakenings to a lot of what I would call ancient information coming in. And uh, one of the things would be how to use manifesting in a conscious way. And so those of us who have kind of educated ourselves about that process know that there are uh, things that we can do to intentionally create and draw to us more of what we really want. What is that process of manifestation as you teach it? For me, it's really just focusing your attention in the forms of thoughts, feelings, and words in the direction of your dreams or the goal that you have in mind. And when you do that, you have a miracle of manifesting. There's, of course, a few stages in that, and we'll talk about that, but each of the stages has specific things that I teach in, in the ebook that I have what to do. And as well within each of those stages, there is uh, universal laws that kind of go along with each of the stages. Okay, so let's walk through what the different stages are. Okay. The first stage, we'll go through them real quick and then we can talk about them, I think, uh, briefly one-on-one. But the first is to discover your dreams and your soul goals. And really... Bottom line, that is answering the question, what I call the really simple question, what do I really, really, really want? That's the place that we start. Then we move into raising your thought consciousness. And this is where we start kind of looking at 
you know, how much desire do you have for something and how much doubt do you have about that same thing when you think about it. The third stage is increasing your manifesting vibration. We all have a frequency that we put out into the universe. And my quick tip for that is doing what makes you feel good so that you keep your energy high. So doing things like taking care of yourself, um, getting coaching, having massages, taking walks on the beach, whatever, so that you feel good. A lot of people, in, especially in our overwhelmed, overworked society, um, get to the point where that's the last thing on their list. And it's very important because really it comes down to how you feel about things when, when you're manifesting. The fourth stage is taking inspired action. And I, my, I like to teach that there's action and attraction. So when you're, when you're following spirit and you're really taking inspired action, there's a lot of energy in that and you're really kind of moving, moving the energy in the direction that you really want it to go. And then finally, we have surrendering to the highest good, which for many people, they may have heard the detachment phase, which is like, okay, I know what I want. Um, I'm feeling good about it. I believe that it's possible. Now, how do I remain attached to not getting it? So being okay if you get it or if you don't get it. That's where many people get stuck. Okay. So let's start with the first step, discovering your dreams and soul goals. Soul goals isn't a term I've heard other people use. Is that something you came up with? It absolutely is because I really feel that there's a distinction between uh, our, our regular goals, which I think are somewhat limited and they can come from our ego if we're not careful versus our soul goals, which really comes from our essence and the part of us that uh, truly wants fulfillment and to be joyful and completely at peace. And what I would say about this stage is that it's really important to dream big and to pay attention to what brings you joy, peace, and happiness. A lot of times I work with people, and let's say we're, ta- we're coaching around finding a life's purpose or a career path. I don't ever ask someone if they think they'll be good at it. I'll, I ask them, will they enjoy it? Because our joy is where the juice is. So to pay attention to what makes your heart sing. And that's really the part and the essence uh, of the soul. Is there anything beyond the feeling of joy that would let someone know that it's a soul goal and not an ego-based goal? I believe there is, yes. Um, The biggest notice is when you feel like it's a should. Whenever you feel like it's like a goal that you should accomplish, that's usually your sign right there. A lot of us fall in the trap of like, well, especially with New Year's coming around, well, I need to set all these resolutions. You know, I should do this and I should do that. Well, that's an ego goal. That's a soul goal is really, and the other thing is that it's not maybe something that you're going to accomplish in a month or six months. It's more like uh, something that you're going to be working on and that really, really takes you deeper into yourself. So it's not so much external as it is internal. Maybe it's a feeling. Maybe it's a, I want to feel more connected to my divinity. That's one of my soul goals. So that's not something I'm going to necessarily accomplish in a short period of time. Yeah. (laughs) So what kind of process can someone go through to discover what is their true soul goal and their big dreams that they really should be going for? I have a little exercise in in the ebook um, called Discovering Your Soul Goals. And basically it's to write the five to ten things that you want most in your life in order of importance. And then... 
since we can only really focus on three to five things really well, choose the five most important of that ten. And then think about the last month and how much energy and time did you devote to that particular, your top five. Then to rate yourself from a scale of one to ten, five meaning that you spent the ideal amount of time on that particular goal. And then all the areas that are less than five, commit to making those a bit more important. So this is one way to kind of look at, you know, really what is important to you. Because if it's important to you, you're more than likely spending time on it. And or you'll notice that it's really important to you and you're not spending time on it. And so, therefore, you can start moving it up your list of priorities. And paying attention to the feelings at every step of the way. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And, of course, it goes without saying to, you know, um, to work with a coach. That's one of the quickest and easiest ways that I know to do what I call full excavation, which is like to have somebody ask you the really powerful questions and start to to get curious about what makes you happy. Yeah, I've, I've heard more and more about finding a coach, finding a mentor. What can they bring that you can't find within yourself? A couple things. One, I think, is perspective. As they say, two minds are always better than one or when two or more are gathered. And they're, they're not invested in it, so they have that perspective. They also are trained in asking the right questions because there's it's about discovering the question that can really be the point of shifting. Uh, and so someone who knows how to ask the right questions, or for me, I do a lot of experiential exercises with my clients and get them out of their left brain and maybe more into the right brain or intuitive side of their brain, and we access parts of themselves that they just don't access, they can't get to on their own. I mean, the good news about thinking is that we have 60,000 thoughts a day. The bad news is that we... 95% of those are the same ones we've had over and over. So <laughs> if you if you keep riding this what I call the same crazy train over and over trying to figure out why is this not fun, you know, you're thinking that you're asking the same questions, you're thinking the same thoughts to try to solve that problem. So that's where someone else can come in and say, "Wow, have you ever thought about this?" And then all of a sudden the light goes off. And I think it's really cool. I don't want to get off on a tangent too much, but I read an article recently about to me why coaching really works because if you look at people who are having learning moments, like on a brain scan or something that measures your electrical activity, when they're having epiphanies, it's like lighting up. So it's, we've all heard like the light goes off, right? Mm-hmm. So it literally does happen in human brains. So when we start asking questions, that's one of the tools that we use. Helping people have epiphanies is another thing that helps people to get more in touch with the truth of their being. And then finally, repeating that because, you know, we need to hear the same thing kind of over and over, which is why I think coaching works, because you've got somebody week after week checking in with you to reinforce those thoughts and to actually build new pathways within your brain. So it's really amazing. So they're telling you the same thing over and over again, too, but it's not the destructive things that you're telling yourself over and over again. It's the good over and over again. It's the good affirming things, and you have to say them over and over again, and that's something we'll talk about later is, like, how do you reinforce? But, yeah, the more that you repeat the positive, the more that you're kind of building building new pathways. And I guess, in a sense, when you're talking about coaching, what I kind of get from that as a gut feeling is that we get caught in the details of our everyday life. We get caught in the tree, 
so to speak, mm -hmm. and the coach is able to frame back and see the whole forest and put it all into perspective. Good way of putting it. Very true. All right, so the second... The, the second stage is raising your thought consciousness, and this is where we want to manage our thoughts and beliefs and choose to think positively. And a brief thing for uh, the listeners to consider is what you believe really equals what you see and experience. And there's a couple different levels of belief that I teach. One is a belief without feeling, which is really just a thought. That's kind of like we have 60,000 thoughts a day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're not really attached to our emotions. They come and go. You know, many people are familiar with the monkey mind. We can't really focus or concentrate or, or focus on one. <laughs> the next level would be a belief with feeling, which is more of an intention. And then finally, where, where we want to be for manifestation is a pure belief where there is no doubt. It's like you just know what's going to happen. It's like it's like the place beyond belief. It's the inner knowing place. How do we go through that process of starting out with a belief that doesn't have feeling and then adding the feeling and turning it into a pure belief? Not a belief we had before, obviously, or else we would have already accomplished what we wanted. So this is a new empowering belief that we've created out of a limiting belief. There's a lot of different ways, and again, I teach uh, a couple different exercises uh, where I take people through exercises where they look at their beliefs. A really good recommendation is Byron Katie's The Work, which teaches, you know, four simple questions and, and how you ask yourself, you know, is this true? Can I know it's true? How do I feel when I think this thought? And then who would I be without this thought? So it's really kind of a way of stepping back and looking objectively at what you're thinking. The other thing I want to share is, you know, the five levels of evolving your beliefs um, which for me starts at stage one where you start to think, well, this is a good idea and you think it may be true and you might be willing to believe it, but then again, you may not. So something like that would be, for me, a long time ago when I was single, uh, a new idea was I deserve to be loved and cherished. That sounded like a good idea, but I didn't really believe it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you moved into intellectual belief where the door starts to open, but you have to repeat the idea over and over until you start to get it. That's where, like, repeating it, writing it helps. So intellectually, you get it. Once you're there, then you can move into the emotional belief. This is where you have an aha moment where maybe you, you have a boyfriend or a significant other that actually treats you like you're supposed to be loved and cherished. And you're like, oh, wow. That's so it is true. Like. <laughs> Wow, I didn't know that. And all of a sudden, I was like, ooh, a little connection. And then you're like, you know, if we had a little light phaser, we'd see your brain getting excited and going, ooh. And that feels really good, that aha moment. And I love it. And as people on the spiritual path, I think that's, you know, for me lately, I don't know about anybody else, but I've just been like, aha, you know, all over the place. It's like all these connections, you know, all these learnings that I've been taking in and studying and researching, they're finally starting to come together like a big picture. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is so cool. So that's when it kind of drops into your heart and you start to have that heart recognition. Then you move into the experiential belief, which is you start collecting new evidence to support the new belief. You begin to experience it as more and more true because now you're believing it and it's starting to show up in your reality. So then you've got a little bit more evidence, right? So mm -hmm. we all still need that sometimes. And then you start to attract people who actually treat you like you should be loved and cherished. Then finally that's when you get into the stage of pure belief. And then you see the idea is completely true, and you realize there really is no more order of difficulty in miracles. 
uh, my ebook is called Manifesting 101, Making Room for Miracles, because really when you're in the stage of pure belief, you can manifest your life's mate, you can manifest a perfect job, you can manifest uh, a check in the mail. It doesn't matter the level of the miracle. You just know it's going to happen. It's a powerful place to be. To get Michelle's free special report on how to transform your life now, go to smartlifechanges.com. And I hope you've enjoyed the first segment of our interview. But it's not over. There's a full 200% more than what you just heard where we delve deeper into these success principles. To unwrap the full interview and get lots more tools for success, just sign up to become a Success Unwrapped member on any level you choose at successunwrapped.com slash members. This has been Success Unwrapped with Heather Vale. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of Success Unwrapped, helping you to unwrap and discover your own potential for success. Until next time, keep unwrapping. I'm Heather Vale. This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network at Blueberry.com. That's spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com.